Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 363 for Tuesday, the 2nd of September, 2014. Tonight, we're going to continue our series on WordPress administration, do-it-yourself style. We're going to learn all about software updates, how to back up our WordPress blog just in case. Also, uh, how to uh, tweak the settings in the firewall that we've already previously installed in our WordPress installation so that we can keep those hackers at bay. We've got an awesome prize to give one lucky viewer from the Category 5 merch store. So get nestled into the chat room, Category 5 on Freenode, and don't go anywhere. This is going to be a fun show. Here's what's coming up in the newsroom. Microsoft has 20 days to answer China's inquiries, or else... Moxilla accidentally leaked developers' personal info for about three consecutive months. So if you use Bugzilla, stick around. We'll tell you what's been leaked and what you need to do about it. A warning for parents. Loom bands have been found to contain cancer-causing ingredients, and not in small amounts. Do you own an HP laptop? Last week's recall seems to say you could be at risk for fire. And finally, we all giggled when Amazon announced they'd try delivering stuff via drones. But maybe they were serious. No more giggles. Google is, Google is actually doing it. They're testing delivery drones in Australia. These stories are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. Krista Wells. Eric Kidd. And your host, Robbie Ferguson. Introducing Belltone First, a revolutionary new hearing aid. So small you can hardly see it. So comfortable you can hardly feel it. For the first time ever, you can control hearing aids directly from your iPhone. Pick up the phone, listen to music, and use your hearing aids like wireless headphones. Hear everything that matters. Try Belltone First. For a free trial, call 1-800-BELLTONE now. This is Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 363. Hey, I'm Robbie Ferguson. I'm Kelsey Jensen. Thanks for being with us tonight. Thank you for showing up. It's great. Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Category5.tv slash TPN and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. Cat5.tv slash IAIB. I'll tell you what. I am excited about something with Studio D. Those yes. of you who have been following along, Studio D is an exciting project. We are moving Category 5 Technology TV, and we're moving into a much, Ooh. much, much bigger space. Ooh. This space, literally, see your, your screen? Have you got a 17-inch screen? We literally have 17 inches to work uh, with. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all is we it got. a 19-inch? It's, it's not much different, folks. No. We literally, this is how much room we have. Pretty much. So we're going we're gonna to make it bigger, bash down all the walls. It's going to be awesome. But one of the things I love that's going to be in Studio D is green screen. <gasps> Chroma key. Ooh. Imagine being able to float through vistas while we're doing the show. I think it could be a lot of fun. <laughs> that, could, that could be great. During the news segment in particular. Think yes. about the newsroom, right? Virtual newsroom. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. What about uh, our annual kind of dress up Halloween specials <laughs> where we can actually put ourselves into the universe that we are depicting? Ooh. 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 Uh, one of the cool things about Chroma Key these days, green screening, blue screening, whatever you want to call it, um, green screen, the difference is green screen is for digital film, blue screen is for the old style real film, like uh, actual moving uh, tapes or ca- cartridges, cassettes. So when you see green screen and blue screen, that's why everything is going green screen. People say, well, why is it green now? It used to be blue. Well, because now we're digital. 
so it's not analog anymore. We don't use the blue quite as much. So uh, green works better in digital. So um, with green screen, it's really cool because you're seeing more and more people starting up YouTube channels, yeah. doing their own chroma key at home and doing all that kind of stuff. But how do you get the kit? How do you get all the stuff that you need to do it? you got to go over to a place like this, cat5.tv slash green. And I'll tell you why I'm bringing this up tonight, Kelsey. Why? 50% off today. Wow. 50%. Cat5.tv slash green. Head on over there. They've got everything that you need in order to start your own chroma key studio. Awesome stuff. Cat5.tv slash green. That's, that's pretty good. That's where we got our kit. You saw it here on the show. It's outstanding. Yes. So if you ever had a dream of starting a green screen, flying the kids like Superman, <laughs> that'd be that'd cool. Be fun. Set them on a green box or something and... Okay, put your arms out, kids. I'm going to turn on the fan. No limit to what you can do. Well, that'd be great. That'd be amazing. Also, uh, don't forget to check out our mobile website, m.cat5.tv. There it is. And uh, that, that way you're going to be able to see the show live, see it on demand, listen to it live, listen to it on demand. One yeah. of the greatest features of the uh, mobile site is that it's designed specifically for mobile. So in order to conserve bandwidth or to make it safe so that when you're driving, you're not distracted by a show, uh, it has the audio features as well. So you can just listen to the show rather than actually streaming video. It saves you a lot of bandwidth while you're on the road. Uh, so you're not running up a data bill. And it mm-hmm. also makes it a little bit safer as well. So yeah. that's m.cat5.tv. Go check that out. I mentioned about Studio D. I'm yes. very, very excited about it. You know, uh, if you've been following along, cat5.tv slash studio, uh, that we're making excellent progress. Mm-hmm. Um, day 19 has just come and gone, and uh, we got the drywall pretty much up, Woo-hoo. if you can believe. So we're over that hump of, okay, now we're, you know, we're figuring out the problems, we're tearing everything out. Yeah. Now we're at the point where we're putting everything in. We're starting to build rather than tear down. Making it look nice. It's a very exciting time. It Mm. it doesn't quite look nice yet. It's start to. Let's just say I'm a novice. (laughs) So I'm learning. But I've got some great friends who are willing to kind of teach me and and help me out. So here's a real quick clip for you from cat5.tv slash studio. You can also find all the videos at uh, our our YouTube channel called Linux Tech Show, uh, which you can get straight to by going to linuxtechshow.com. I'm a rookie. Obviously. You just showed me like an hour ago. That's how I did it. No, you know what happened here? I did a beautiful job. Okay, look at this corner. This corner looks good, right? Pretty decent. This corner looked really good too. But then I got into this corner, and my trowel was a 12-inch trowel. And so when I went down, this one was already half dry. Don't stand here laughing and jeering at me. I tried. I'm going to have to be the one sanding all this. That's true. (laughs) There you go. Nice, bud. Don't understand why they're so mean to me. (laughs) You also said they're nice, so... You have been so kind, though. Thank you so much for all your support. Find out more about the project, cat5.tv slash studio. And again, we've got all the videos up there. We've got ways for you to contribute, to be a part of the Studio D project. It's uh, it's an exciting time for Category 5. We are just about to start uh, Season 8. Season 8 wow. starts at the end of this month. I can't believe it. Wow. That's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. So make sure you check it out. Cat5.tv slash studio. We both took a breath like we were both about to say something. <laughs> so I'll take a drink. What were you going to say? I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, you, right you just were breathing. <laughs> I was breathing because people do that, you know. They breathe. Uh, you got to agree with me, right? That was kind of like a... <gasps> oh. Okay. Well, I'd like to say hello to those who are new on our website, Category5.tv. Not a whole lot of names this week, but no. uh, an interesting fact is that uh, Tennessee Frank just registered on our website. <laughs> TN, buddy, been joining us in the chat room for about 17 years and uh, finally decided to take the plunge and register to be a part of this free community. Thank you. Nice to see you. Thank you for finally joining about time yes. my friend 
<laughs> we just had to feel the waters. Make sure, yeah, all right, fine. This place is pretty cool. I'll register now. <laughs> Years after he starts watching, finally shows up. Yeah, that's it. A couple more names there. Uh, we've got Ten Lad. Yes. Ten Lad and... Is that Wattam? Wodum. 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 Something along those lines. Hey, yeah. Uh, thanks for registering on our website, Category5.tv. You know, like, Ten Lad and Wodum, if I'm pronouncing that even close to right, I don't even know because we haven't got to know you. Uh, don't know you from the chat room. You're new on our website. You're registered. What took Tennessee Frank so long? Just saying. Just putting that out there. Jot says that <laughs> Tennessee Frank never registered just never registered because he had no idea how to do it i i, I could be so learned a lot from the show yeah week after week we say go to category5.tv here's the website <laughs> head over there click on register it's free let's you be a part of this free and amazing community i must say i yes. must say so yeah cheers um all right well, I guess that's uh, that kind of leads us into our feature tonight. I mean, we're ready to go. It's the best show ever tonight. Oh, yes. We've been planning for it. I kind of wanted to... Uh, you and I have one thing in common that we need to discuss sometime on the show. And maybe I should just as a trail off as we were talking about Studio D. Because I was on uh, ThinkGeek.com and looking yes. at some of the things that we could do <laughs> to decorate the new studio. And one of the things was a TARDIS door covering. I love ThinkGeek. Think Geek is awesome, absolutely. But <laughs> could you imagine a, a TARDIS as I would the love door? that so much. <laughs> so, big Doctor Who fan, right? So what oh, do you yes. think of the new season, the new series? I like it. Um, I think Peter Capaldi will be great as the new yeah. Doctor. Uh, I'm not so sure about the new uh, intro kind of title thing. I'm, okay. I'm not sure I enjoy that we'll very see. much. But What are your thoughts on the Doctor? I heard a truck going by the new studio. Yeah. And it was revving its gears, and it sounded exactly like the TARDIS. Really? Yeah. It was like, <laughs> ring, ring, ring. It's like that sound, and I can't do it with my, my face. But, and I, I opened the door, and I was like, Doctor? No, it was just a truck. It was just <laughs> Only a truck. A truck. Only what would you think of a TARDIS door? I'd, That'd be cool. I'd love that so much. Uh, we got to work on that. Yes. Huh. Anyway, all right. So... We're continuing our series tonight about WordPress and blogging. Have you ever done any blogging yourself? Or you're kind of um, feeling the waters of YouTube and yeah. getting kind of... Yeah, I did for my writer's craft class. I had to do a blog. Okay. I didn't keep up with it very much, right. but that's... Is it, was it WordPress? Was it... Uh, blogger. Blogger? Okay. So you used a hosted service rather than yes. doing it yourself kind of thing. Yes. So alter, the alternative to that, to using a hosted service like WordPress.com or Blogger or any mm-hmm. of the ones that are available, is actually doing it yourself. Yeah. Getting over to WordPress.org as we've gone over on the show and actually downloading a copy of the WordPress software, self-hosting it on something like the hosting platform that we have at cat5.tv slash dreamhost. reason you might want to do that is because rather than paying an annual fee to host a blog... You can pay an annual fee, which in that case is only $70, less than WordPress.com. Right. WordPress is 100 bucks a year, right, if you want to have your own .com. So it works out to be a cost savings, plus you get email and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So there are advantages there. But the, the problem, the disadvantage, is you don't have somebody to maintain it for you. Yeah. And if you want someone to maintain, you, maintain it properly for you, it's going to cost you hundreds of dollars a year in just having somebody do it for you mm-hmm. plain and simple wordpress.com blogger they'll do all the maintenance for you yeah. your blog is not too likely to get hacked and if it does they'll probably patch it restore from a backup and you're back up and running you didn't have to pay any extra for that service it's all part of the the service but when you host your own you do run the risk of getting your site hacked yeah and you having to be the one to deal with that that's which, the scary thing which, and that's not always you know, helpful for the person running the blog because they may not have the know-how to fix it even. Yeah. And it's a scary thing because sometimes people say, okay, well, I want to have a WordPress blog. And so they'll just go download it and install it, never really realizing that you have to have some secure, you know, a bit of a security mindset Mm -hmm. when you're doing that. 
That's partially what we've set out to do with this series. So for those of you who do or don't use WordPress, um, it's, it's kind of the premise of just understanding the security that you have to take into, mi- into, into your mind when you're setting up this kind of a thing. Yeah. Be it WordPress or just the, the whole paradigm of setting up a website and, and administering it yourself. We just got to be security conscious. So that's what we're setting out to do with this series. Works out to the benefit of WordPress users because we're specifically working with WordPress uh, through the course of this. So we're working with SashaDermatis.com. Sasha's website is coming along nice and she's been enjoying uh, becoming a blogger. She's one of the co-hosts here at Category 5 Technology TV. Check out SashaDermatis.com. So on her website, this is what we've been setting up here. Uh, Let's see if I can find it there. There we go. We've got it all up and running. Her blog looks fairly decent. We haven't got to theming yet. That's kind of one of the next things that we're going to be doing. But we're getting there as far as the actual setup of the blog. We've gone through obtaining, installing, configuring WordPress, doing our first blog, doing some some imagery, setting up a a featured image, all that kind of stuff, setting up the blog itself. And we've also touched on some of the security aspects of running a WordPress blog. For example, installing the uh, software called WordFence which is a free plugin that you can install. It's a free version available, I should say. And that works as a firewall to protect your uh, administrator backend, to protect your website from somebody actually hacking into it and causing damage to the site. Also, it will, uh, it will advise you if there are any kind of security exploits that have gotten into your site. So it's a very, very handy feature to be adding to your blog. You can never just deploy a WordPress blog and just trust that it's going to work and then it's going to, you, you can't just leave it. Because exploits are discovered, and exploits are exploited. I was looking at a customer's blog today, Kelsey, because um, I found it odd that there were a fair number of attempts to log in. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, that's kind of odd, because this particular customer only really blogs about once every week or two. They're right. not a hugely active blogger. Mm-hmm. They're not in there logging in 15 times a day kind of thing. So I was starting to see a trend that we were getting about 15 to 20 attempts to log in to this blog mm. per day, which is not a high number, but it's something. So yeah. I started looking through the logs, and it turns out that they were actually guessing at usernames and passwords trying to get into this person's blog. Wow. So one of the things we're going to learn to do tonight is set WordFence to immediately deny access to those users. We want to make sure that if there is somebody trying to guess your password, that we're going to block them completely. WordFence, by default, is going to do that, but it's going to give them 20 tries in order to try to hack your account before it actually kicks them off. What do they do then? They change their IP address using an anonymous proxy uh, or possibly a botnet, and that means they've got computers all over with a virus installed that they can use in order to try to compromise your server. So the problem with that, if you can imagine, if I had 100 different computers all around the world infected with my virus giving me access to their IP. So now if I use my computer and I try to hack your site and it blocks me after 20 tries, then I just switch over to the next computer and I try to hack your site and it gives me 20 more. It's a different IP address. It's coming from a different source. So the larger the botnet, the more chances of actually getting compromised there are because they can just keep trying even after they get blocked. There are free services that make it fairly easy for these kinds of hackers or script kiddies to try to get into your website. So we're going to try to secure that for you tonight. Kelsey, one of the ways that we can help protect our WordPress blog Mm -hmm. is by keeping it up to date. It sounds a little bit cliche because we all know, oh yeah, you've got to run your Windows updates and you've got to install the updates on your computer. It's important to have those installed because as exploits are found, they are um, patched. Right. And you can install the fixes. WordPress makes it extremely simple, so I want to show you tonight how to go about patching your software. But first, we need to understand how PHP works, how the file system of a system such as WordPress works, in that if you have plugins that you've downloaded and installed, let's, I mean, WordPress you saw in previous videos here on Category 5, it's really, really easy to add features to Word, right. WordPress. It's awesome. But you download and download and download, and what if one of those plugins becomes compromised? Mm. Right? So if you've got 10 different plugins or 100 different plugins installed, and they're not actually officially 
created by the people who make WordPress. They're created by third parties. And what if one of them gets compromised? So if that happens, you need to keep things up to date. But the other thing that can happen is there are plugins that are installed that you're not actually actively using. And so we as website administrators tend to think, oh, well, because I'm not using it, it's not a problem. Well, that's not how PHP works or uh, how uh, file systems in general work. Because if the files are sitting on the server and they can be compromised, they will be compromised. It doesn't matter whether or not it's actually being used on your website. If they're installed, they're accessible, and they can be compromised. So the first thing that we want to do tonight on Sasha's blog is take a look at our uh, installed plugins. We're going to go to plugins and go to installed plugins. And we can see that there are a couple of updates here. You'll see that Akismet has a new version available. And we've also got one for WordFence security that is available. So I know that WordFence is one that we're currently using. Now, Akismet, on the other hand, we're not actively using. It comes with WordPress. It's a reliable program. It's not a problem, but we're not using it, so we're going to delete it. Yes, we're going to delete those files because we don't want files residing on our server that aren't actually being used. Why use up the space? Why bother to risk having uh, an exploit? But also, you saw that it was waiting to have an update. Well, why should I waste resources updating software that I'm not actually using? By deleting Akismet, of course, that leaves us open to receiving spam because Akismet is the default spam filters. But you'll remember in the series, we've installed a program called Anti-Spam B, which is a free anti-spam system. I'm going to delete Hello Dolly because it's just a silly little thing that we don't need. And we're just going to do some real quick cleanup. So now you can see that we've got some nice clean stuff. Uh, just a list of the, pro the plugins that we're actually using. Now, WP Author Slug. You'll remember that I installed that with Sasha here at the studio uh, on a previous episode of this series, and it didn't seem to work very well. And I, I, it was a little bit weird because I've used it before, and it worked really, really great. But I realized this week, and I, so I wanted to share this with you, um, WordFence actually offers the protection for um, protecting your author slug, which means if you're okay. if you if you're logging into your blog as Kelsey, yeah, you don't want to reveal that to the public. Well, okay. WordPress out of the box is going to actually tell people publicly that you have the username Kelsey. So now they don't have oh. to guess your pa your login; they only have to guess your password. They know for a fact that your your login is Kelsey. Right. That's, That's a little messy. Yeah. Let me show you the feature in WordFence, um, just so that you know that it does exist. I'm going to go WordFence options. And we're going to scroll down nearly to the bottom here. Da -da -da -da. Okay, prevent discovery of usernames through author equals n scans. So that's automatically checked. That is the default. So that kind of prevention is already in place with WordFence. And so it's actually a bit of a conflict with this plugin that we installed last time. So I'm going to, in fact, deactivate WP Author Slug, which we previously installed. We don't need it because WordFence provides that protection. And now that I've deactivated it, I'm going to delete it. There we go. Now we'll see. We don't have two updates waiting. We only have one update waiting. So that's going to be a little bit faster. We're not wasting resources on something like a Kismet that we're not actually using. WordFence is the one that is currently waiting to be updated. So it's good to know that WordPress can be updated really, really easily. Gone are the days where you had to download packages and try to apply those packages to your installation. Um, it, they make it very, 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 very simple. Let's see how simple this is. So there's an updates button up at the top here. It says one plugin update is available. I'm going to click on that. I will see the word fence is waiting to be updated. There's a new version 5.2.1. I have 5.1.6 installed. I can view the details about that version, but what I can do is just click the checkbox and go update plugin. And could it be that simple? It really it is. Looks, yeah, it looks pretty simple. So it actually goes out to the web, downloads the package, deploys it, updates it, and now we're up to date. Now, wow. if we go back to updates, you'll see that everything is up to date. WordFence is now ready to go. There's going to be a new... There we go. It's it's ready to go. Done. Okay. Pretty good. Real simple. So the next thing that I promised you is that, well, when we're working with our WordPress blog, we want to make sure that we always have an up-to-date backup. And this goes for anything. You know that I am a stickler for backups. 
I don't like to see people lose files. And when you've been blogging, it's a lot of work. I would hate to see you lose your blog. Let's say if someone hacked it and deleted all your posts and you didn't have a backup. Whoops. So how are we going to remedy that? You know that we're doing this on the cheap. We want to do things as much as possible with free plugins. So I'm going to show you a great little tool that's going to do this for you. We're going to go plugins, add new. And we're doing this in order because I don't want to do the other things that we're going to be doing, say, if, uh, you know, if we don't have a backup. So I only have to do this once because once I've installed the plugin, it's there. So this plugin in particular is called Updraft Plus. All one word. So now search plugins. There you go. Updraft Plus Backup and Restoration for WordPress. Five out of five stars. And we're going to go OK. Five out of five is install. what we want. It's kind of good. Five out of five it's sounds really good, good to me. Yeah. See how easy this is to install oh, plugins yeah. once you know what you're looking for? Um, and you want to be careful what you install. I've even seen an antivirus plugin once that was actually deploying viruses mm. on people's blogs. That's and it was officially in, like, it was in the search. So you would install this antivirus product, and it was actually sending viruses to the users that's, of your blog. That's really odd. Malicious. Good at all. So that's already in. Wow, that was really quick. Updraft Plus. There it is, yeah? So now you'll see on Settings, Updraft Plus Backups. And I'm going to click on that. And I would do this, you can schedule it. I'm going to do this periodically. You can go through the settings and set things up, but I'm just going to go back up now because I really want to just know that I've got a good backup because I've made some changes today to my blog, to Sasha's blog in this case, right. that are pretty critical to moving forward because I don't want to have to redo them. I don't want to lose these changes. So I'm going to run a backup so that I never lose what I've done so far. And this also backs up users. It backs up um, the blogs themselves. And you'll see that it's a nice little Ajax tool that goes through, back, backs up everything. Your database, your, your entries, your pictures that you've uploaded. And it's done. The backup is all set, ready to go. So you can restore that. I've had it happen where, okay, that now that I've run that backup, I ran an update. Mm-hmm. And that update happened to have an update to the theme for the blog. And it broke everything. Oh. It was nasty. But then I went, okay, now this is putting Updraft Plus to the test. Let's go back, and we're going to restore. And I said, okay, well, let's click on restore. And you see your backup. And it says, what do you want to restore? And you you click on restore. And it was instant, like that. Really? And boom, my site was back up and running. There were no problems. Now it was still reverted. Now it was reverted to the older version of the theme, but it allowed me to figure out what was going on before I then patched and updated. Hmm. So having Updraft Plus is a key thing, especially when you're maybe not a PHP programmer and you want to be able to keep your blog up to date, but you don't want to lose things should something go wrong. Right. Right. So handy, handy feature. Absolutely free. And uh, so then the final thing that we're going to look at tonight before we get into the news is uh, just taking a look at WordFence. And in fact, I think that we are, we're going to head right into the news right now and then we're going to come back to this. Okay. Uh, we want to look at WordFence because it is a fantastic firewalling system for our blog. But we want to take into account, well, what happens if somebody is trying to brute force our username and password in the login system? So we want to actually block them. We want to stop them in their tracks and throw their IP to just no, can't log in. Mm -hmm. That's what we're going to do right after the news. So stick around. If you're a WordPress user, you want to see this. Uh, If you're not, you just want to understand the the ideas, the concepts behind uh, website security. And uh, please feel free to get into our chat room, category5.tv. Say hello. Don't forget, Drawbot is going to be joining us as well this evening, and uh, we're going to be giving away a prize. So if you're not in the chat room, you can't win. Make sure you get into our chat room, Category 5 on Freenode. Now with the news, here's Kelsey. Here are the top stories from the Category5.tv newsroom. Following claims by China's competition regulator last week that Microsoft wasn't fully given, fully cooperating with its probe into the software giant, it's now given Microsoft three weeks to start talking. As noted in a report by Routers, the State Administration for Industry and Commerce, SIAC, SAIC, sorry, has spoken with Microsoft's China Vice President David Chen and has subsequently demanded a written explanation within 20 days from Microsoft regarding questions over compatibility issues in Windows and Office. 
The investigation into Microsoft's operations in China follow raids on the company's Chinese offices in July, and warnings from the SAIC to Microsoft not to interfere with its with its investigation. SAIC has also visited Accenture's offices in China in search of Microsoft documents. At this time, it was thought the investigation stemmed from Microsoft dropping support for Windows XP, an OS still widely used in China. SAIC has since accused Microsoft of violating China's anti-monopoly laws since June 2013 over undisclosed compatibility issues in Windows and Office, in addition to bundling of software and document authentica- authentication. Microsoft's new obstacles in China come as the government reportedly begins ramping up efforts to build the nation's own operating system. Oh, poor Microsoft. Oh, <laughs> we're building our own operating system. Let's give the big guys a really hard time. Ooh,、mm. nice job, China. Fishy, fishy. Ooh, just kind of throw that in at the end, huh? Yeah. Yeah, could that be planned? Never know. Users of the Mozilla Developer Network and Bugzilla testing system are advised to update their passwords after a pair of data disclosures were reported in August. Mozilla is doubling down on its security procedures after reporting two separate incidents in which developer information was unintentionally publicly disclosed. The most recent incident was first reported by Mozilla on August 27th and involves information disclosure on 97,000 developers. The landfill.bugzilla.org development system for the Bugzilla bug tracking platform left developer information, including email information and encrypted passwords, exposed publicly for approximately three months. Mozilla estimates that that the disclosure first occurred in, on May 4th during a migration of a testing server with a database dump containing the user information. Mozilla is now changing its testing process to not include database dumps. Users of the landfill.bugzilla.org system have been advised to change their passwords as a result of the issue.、Hmm. So I glean from that we've got a problem with the Mozilla Developer Network and、uh, Bug Bugzilla. Yes. So if you use those services, make sure you change your passwords. Kind of frightful that they. Had this exploit going for three consecutive months and didn't realize that hey,、uh, <laughs> we've basically publicly exposed our entire database of users. Yeah, that's, that's frightening. Yeah, who does that anymore? Yeah, come on, like just like hospitals and stuff in the U.S. No one else. You not to point any fingers. Hope, but really, who does that anymore? Yeah, thought we learned last week. <laughs> <laughs> Toy retailer The Entertainer has withdrawn Lumban charms from sale after they were found to contain high levels of cancer-causing chemicals. What? Lumbans? Yeah. These are those nice bracelets that the kids make. They're so cute. And all they're sharing them at school and、yeah. stuff. That's scary stuff. Parents,、yeah. kids、no. are back at school. Yeah. We got to hear this because、uh, that's a little bit frightening when the kids are sharing this stuff. Back、yes. and forth. Do tell more. Right. Tests showed one charm contained forty percent of banned phthalates, a chemical that makes plastic flexible. With EU law stating that point one percent is the legal limit. Point one. Point one. Zero point one is the legal limit, and there's forty percent. Po- yeah. <whistles> Don't buy them. That is、Apparently. really. Okay, I got kids that are young. My daughter has brought home loom bands before. Yeah, they're not good. There's more, isn't there? Yes. Different colored loom bands can be woven into bracelets and charms added. The packets in question had foreign writing on them and the CE stamp indicating they were within European safety law. Upon searching of the, for the product, we found them to be Jack Brand Loop and Charm loom bands. Phthalates can be found in carpets, wallboards, car upholstery, and fittings, and certain cosmetics and pharmaceutical drugs. About seven have been banned under EU legislation for being potentially damaging to, due to their carcinogenic properties. That's scary. That's absolutely frightening. So, if your kids wear loom bands, I don't know if it's it's hard because I don't know if it's all of them. We know it's this particular package, 
Mm-hmm. We did a search based on the reference number on the SKU, and it's and it comes up as loom bands, and you know, yeah, just frightful. So uh, keep in mind, carcinogenic chemical compounds within these elastic, and uh, not the elastics themselves, but the charms that are used on them. That the kids put on these bracelets and yeah. the decorations and jewelries that they uh, that they're making. And sharing with their friends as friendship bracelets and things yeah. like we used to with GIMP. Remember that stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, they're, they're making them, giving them out. The charms are carcinogenic. Mm-hmm. They cause cancer 40% versus the legal limit of 0.1. One, 0.1. And you get young kids with these and they're putting them in their mouth. That's, that's frightening. So I would, uh, I, just to be safe, take them away from your kids yeah. quietly. <laughs> Just to be safe. Yes, please do. HP is warning customers to check your laptop cord to see if it's at risk for, of overheating. Hewlett-Packard and federal regulators on Tuesday recalled 6 million power cords sold between 2010, September 2010 and June 2012, with some HP and compact notebook computers as well as certain docking stations. They were warned that cords could overheat and catch fire. Of 29 reported cases, two involved burns, and, and there were 13 claims of property damage. The Consumer Product Safety Commission warned the recalled power cords should be unplugged immediately. HP provided, provided an online tool for customers to, de- to determine if their cord is recalled, which you will find at www.hp.com. All right. Hmm. That's a... Uh, Interesting, like cords catching on fire. What will they do next? Maybe I guess it's one of those things, though, right? The, that is the cord that goes into the transformer. You probably, yeah. even the manufacturers probably don't think twice about, you know, find the cheapest supplier. Yeah. People in the chat room, I hear what you're saying about, you know, keeping things kind of to the U.S. Yeah. That's um, one of those things. So, yeah, if you've got an HP laptop that was sold, what was it, 2010 to 2012? September 2010 to July 2012. So you might want to just double-check on that cable. They're cheap anyways to replace. Oh, yeah. So if, if you feel that it's getting warm, I might just replace it because yes. you don't want it to suddenly catch on fire on you <laughs> while you're out. You leave your laptop charging. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Not really interesting, though, would it? Well, it's scary, than, frightening, Yeah, it would just horrible. be tragic. Oh, yes. Especially your nice HP laptop. Oh, yes. My laptop! No, it's so pretty and costs lots of money. (laughs) (laughs) Google has built and tested autonomous aerial vehicles, which it believes could be used for goods deliveries. The project is being developed at Google X, the company's clandestine tech research arm, which is also responsible for its self-driving car. Project Wing has been running for two years, but was a secret until now. Google said that it ha- that its long-term goal was to develop drones that could be used for dis- by- for disaster relief by delivering aid to isolated areas. They could be used after earthquakes, floods, or extreme weather events. The company suggested to take small items such as medicines or batteries to people in areas that conventional vehicles cannot reach. Google's self-flying vehicles project was first conceived as a way to deliver defibrillator kits to people suspected of having heart attacks. Really? The the idea was that the drones would transport the equipment faster than than an ambulance could. The prototype vehicles that the company has built have been successfully tested by delivering the packages to farms in Queensland, Australia from neighboring properties. Australia was selected as a test site due to what Google calls progressive rules about the use of drones, which are more tightly controlled in other parts of the world. Ah, see, and I'm seeing this here in Barrie, in Ontario, Canada. And and I guess there was the whole kerfuffle about the news reporter, that, or no, the runner. Was it the runner that got hit by uh, a, a drone? Oh, didn't get seriously hurt or anything, yeah. but it was still an issue. Okay. But uh, they're saying that you can't fly these drones without a license now. Oh, really? And that's as plain as simple. You can buy one. I've got one sitting right there. You can buy it, but you're not allowed to take it outside. Unless you have a license. Unless you have a license, which is like a drone pilot's license. Mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> so if they're a little more lax in Australia, then, hey, more power to Google. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I think it's neat. Uh, their drone obviously looks a lot different than anything I've seen. It's more like a plane than a helicopter. We're used to the quadcopter kind of things. Yeah, yeah. But uh, way to one-up Amazon, who says we're going to do drones and, and deliver the goods that are purchased from our store. Faster. Faster. Like they're not fast enough. Yeah. But Google uh, delivering things like defibrillators. And medicine for disaster relief too that's like, awesome that's it makes sense right like oh, yeah. you think about a, an area i would think say toronto even barry yeah. during rush hour you Oops. cannot get through nope. it'll take you an hour to get across maple view when it Ooh. normally takes you five minutes if yeah. there's no traffic exactly. I'm, I'm not exaggerating there and something like that if there was an accident and they needed a defibrillator and they couldn't get an ambulance there um, yeah. They could just fly it right in, get it there immediately. Or maybe the ambulance could control it. Wouldn't that be neat? If this, they yeah. could fly this thing ahead of them. Oh, yeah, that'd be... Here's a defibrillator. That could be useful in you know, life-saving situations where life or death, that cool. do something. See, Google's doing some good for the world, folks. You go, Google. Where does it end, though? Yes. When does the payload change? Yes. From defibrillation to destruction. I don't think Google's going to take over the world anytime soon. You don't, they don't have to take over what they already own. That's very true. Gosh. <laughs> well, but you can get the full stories at the Category 5.TV newsroom. The Category 5.TV newsroom is research, researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions by Tennessee Frank and our, our community of viewers. If you have a news story that you think is worthy of on-air mention, email newsroom <coughs> at category5.tv. For the Category 5 TV Newsroom, I'm Kelsey Jensen. Thank you, Kelsey Jensen. Tonight's show is brought to you in part by Beltone. Learn why Beltone is the choice of millions when it comes to fantastic hearing care. Check out Beltone First, a revolutionary made-for-iPhone hearing aid. Visit Beltone.com or for a free trial, call 1-800-BELTONE now. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. You can get your questions in in our chat room, Category 5 on Freenode. I'm kind of drilling the chat room into you because we got something to give you, and you've yes. got to be in the chat room. Also, uh, we've got the cat phone yes, we active do. and charging. So <laughs> if you want to give us a call, say hi, get your question in that way, or if you just want to say hello to us up here in Canada, uh, give me a call, 2545-CAT5TV. Ding. That's 2545 Cat5 TV. Call us. We will wait for your call. You ready to give this away? Yes, let's do this. Drawbot is standing by. We've got a couple of questions that have already come in as well, so we are ready to answer your questions. And please mm-hmm. ping me in the chat room, say hi, and I will uh, do my best to answer any questions that you may have. And uh, Kelsey is also watching that. So, all right, Drawbot is a system that goes out to the chat room, gets all the names, mm-hmm. picks from them. At random, and uh, we deliver a prize. So what do we have tonight? We've got two Category 5 premium stickers. Two up. So we got light and dark. So if you've got a silver laptop, the dark one's going to go great. If you've got a black laptop, the white one's going to go great, the lighter one. Get ready. It's time now, ladies and gentlemen, to give one of these away. I see a lot of great names flying by. Here we go. Drawbot is in the chat room. Hey, Kekakek. Cool dude. GWG. These are our premium vinyl stickers. They're high quality. They will not leave a residue no matter what you stick them to, so you don't have to be afraid. They're so good that you can actually peel them off of the surface you stick them on and stick them on another surface, and they're still going to work just fine. You can stick them on your windows with no residue. You can stick them on your car. They will stay there. You can even put them... I even put one of these on a mug and put it through the dishwasher about 15 times before it actually started to come off. That's pretty good. Worked out real well, so it was a a nice way to brand a mug as Category 5 TV. Good luck, everybody. R.D. Blair, J. Blake 58, Garvey, Alcat, Pete. Tennessee Frank. I tried to say Pete real fast. Pete, 48629. There you are. Nice to have you joining us in our chat room tonight for the first time in a million years. Seems a little old school, doesn't it? Welcome. R.D. Blair, Cirrus, Logic. Everybody, whoa, it's going by too fast, folks. Who's it going to be? We need Drawbot to start speaking. We need to install like a uh, text-to-speech engine so that we can create. Take a break. That'd be awesome. Dr. Spazzo does Drawbot. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. The winner tonight of a two-up 
premium vinyl sticker from shop.category5.tv is Jot! I am so pleased <laughs> that Jot finally won something. Woo! So these stickers, they're now yours. Woo! <laughs> yeah! Yay! Woo! Jot yeah. has been really... Very, very helpful. Uh, I don't know if you know this at home. Through the course of Studio D's development, all the work that I've been doing over there, uh, it has been a ton of work. So I have very little free time to get things done around the show. And and Jod has actually volunteered to pitch in by providing the show notes over the past several weeks. So uh, he's been keeping that up to date for us. So I say, you know, I'm happy that he's won, but, you know, a little tongue in cheek because he used to win everything. But it's been a long time, hasn't it, my friend? So, Drawbot done good. Yes. Congratulations. Jot, who joins us from the Netherlands. Really? And has been a part of the show since season one. Wow. It's a pretty long time. Pretty long time. Season eight is coming up. Yeah. A couple of weeks. Well, we got a couple of questions, Kelsey. Yes. Take it away. All right. First question comes from Spectre. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Hey, 1055. Uh, he has a Debian 7 Wheezy Stable partition setup on my computer, which I use for video editing only. I use KDE and Live for video editing, but I need to get the updated version, which is not in the Wheezy repo. Uh, I tried using testing, but it was too unstable. How can I add KDEN Live from Debian Jesse to Wheezy? Also, I have seen a way to have Debian use a PPA, which is this a good idea? I'm really trying to stick with the stability of it and, and trying not to switch to another one. Give her a high five, folks, for braving those questions because I, 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 I've said it before, but the co hosts here are kind of my proxy to bring things down so if anyone viewing this right now said what like guys are you with saying them? in my head no yeah you're I'm, with them i'm with what? like what what and this is where robbie excels <laughs> at understanding all the gibberish yes. okay so the guy's got a a video editing software called kdn live okay and that software is available through the repositories or repos okay. in this case that uh, you have with your operating system. So Wheezy is the current stable version of Debian. It's the the current version of the software, the the Debian operating system, right? So right. Windows XP, Windows Seven, Windows Eight, kind of th- you know that's how they name their operating systems. Debian is you know Wheezy. And that's the current version. They had Squeeze previously. And so, well, the problem is is that with Debian Stable, the software often falls out of date. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, that's lousy. How come you've got a Linux operating system and all the software is out of date? Well, it's actually a good thing because this is why they call it Debian Stable. All of the software that you can install through the repositories, by default anyways are going to be considered stable. They've been highly tested. They are, um, they've been tested against other software in the operating system, in that version of the operating system. They believe it to be stable. So then you get into um, the, the testing releases of Debian, and you can get a newer version of KDN Live, so that you have the latest and greatest um, software, the, the latest and greatest version of the software, mm-hmm. but you lose the fact that it's considered stable. I think, Kelsey, the, the, the thing that, that happens here and what Spectre may have maybe kind of humming and hawing over is we think, okay, if stable has this version and unstable or the testing operating system has this version, mm-hmm. that must mean that it is unstable, right. that it's going to crash all the time. Yeah. Because we see, we're conditioned by Microsoft. <laughs> if something's unstable, it's really unstable. No, well, it, it's just not considered production. You know, you may run into little issues. Mm-hmm. I don't know how severe. It's probably not going to be that bad. Don't consider that the testing branch is actually unstable to the point of unusable. It's not that. It just means that they're still testing it. They're still testing it against other software before they put it into the stable branch. So it's going to be behind as far as installing. So I'm just going to get over to Debian uh, package list. 
So that is debian.org slash distrib slash packages. And you can take a look at any version of software that's there. So we're going to look at KDE. Is it KDE? I always say, yeah, and live. Let's try it. KDN live. There it is. Okay. Uh, I want to actually find the package. I might be at the wrong spot. Let me just take a quick look here. What do you say? Now, I've never heard of KDN Live. What kind of uh, video editing software is it? Uh, I believe it's an, a nonlinear video editor. Okay. It's quite nice. Okay. It's free. Um, and it works very, very well. It's, it's, kind of, it's been growing over the years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're really starting to see a, a couple of different packages, such as OpenShot, KDN Live, that are really starting to get up there as far as nonlinear video editing goes. So that's where you can have uh, like timeline-based video editing and uh, you think uh, uh, PowerDirector style mm-hmm. or Windows Movie Maker. Right. Is, uh, that's a little bit more drag and drop to... Yeah. But Not a huge fan kinda, of Movie Maker. No, I'm just trying to put it into context right, so that yeah. we know what, uh, what it is. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Come on! It's Packages funny. dot... Okay, there we go. Packages.debian.org, of course. Then I did a search for KDN Live. Okay, so this is what I'm talking about. So Old Stable had a really old version of KDN Live. So if you're on Squeeze, you're going to have 0.7.8. Wheezy, the stable distro of Debian, has 0.9.2. So it's quite current. However, Jesse, the testing distro, has 0.9.8. So it's even more bleeding edge. You'll notice that SID, the unstable branch, is the same version. So it tells me that you could go to testing, which is more stable than unstable than SID, and you'd still get the 0.9.8 version, and you won't, you shouldn't have any problems. But you do have to kind of, you've got to take that leap to get into testing. Right. Yeah, and maybe we should do that on the show. Take that risk for you, and, and show you how it goes. And you got to determine if there are features there that you really, really want. So let's head over to kdnlive.org, and if you go download, you'll see. Okay, let's go to Debian, and you'll see the Debian packages. Here's how to install it, and then they actually go into. Oh, here's how you can, in fact switch to the unstable branch so that you can upgrade your operating system. Because you're dual booting and that's specifically what you're doing with your system, why not do it? Give it a try. Use Clonezilla to back up your computer and then you can always fall back. Right. So, good luck. I think your best way to go, though, is going... um, I should just reiterate, uh, Debian is a package manager-based operating system. So, if I install something, there are what's called dependencies. Mm-hmm. So if if this program is going to do a particular thing, it may need other programs to allow it to do those things. Right. So with a new version, so 0.9.8, it requires these also to be up to date, mm-hmm. a different version. So that's why you can't install KDN Live in Wheezy in its latest and greatest version because all these other things are older versions too. And you can't upgrade these things without breaking other things or so you really have to upgrade your operating system to a testing or unstable. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. If you want the bleeding edge, you've got to go full out and take the bleeding edge. You can't go swimming if you don't want to get wet. So, so that's very true. Good luck. Let us know how it goes, all right, and what you choose to do. And uh, and check it out. All right. Thanks for the question. We have no more questions. Well, what do you got? There was one question. Just one question came in in the chat? There was one question. Oh, and and what do we got here? Roy Nash saying, giving us a Oh, a piece of... Well, should we take a look? We should. All right. Roy W. Nash, great guy who uh, helps us out with the newsroom. We always give him a chance to tell us uh, what's going on. What is it? He said, this powerful piece of kit appears to run Ubuntu out of the box. The guy in the video mentions running powering uh, up running a script and you have a desktop running and it's Ubuntu U- Unity DE. Could you um... I'm going to bring up I've just brought up the email, the link 
Here we go. This comes to us from Roy W. Nash. NVIDIA Jetson TK1. Nice. If you need a nice, nice little powerful system. Cool. Teeny, teeny, teeny. See those? Kind of like an all-in-one... I wouldn't mind checking out the video. We'll we'll take a look at that. What I'll do, I'll uh, I'll uh, and is it a says Zotac? Huh. Wonder how it's related. Here, chat room. I'm gonna give that to you. And by now, I want to know how much this thing is. That's euros. You would like two hundred, two hundred pounds. Yeah. So that's like three thousand Canadian dollars. Probably. Just kidding. But that's cool. Okay, we love kit that is um like that's basically a, a little itty bitty tiny computer with everything kind of built in oh, that's cool. so you think about being able to build that into anything hmm. i once took a motherboard and i took the uh the handle out of the drawer of my desk and i put the optical drive where the handle was and then i put <laughs> the mo- motherboard underneath and and it had it was a fully decked out computer in the drawer of my computer of my desk that's taking up no desk space right these kinds of things take that to a whole new level because you can put it in little things. Right. I would love to take something like that, right? So you take that piece there. You get an old you get to a, a just a thrift store or somewhere that sells old video game consoles. Find a, a Super NES system or see if you can find a broken one and then get a real deal. Get on to the classified and find a uh like an old Nintendo entertainment system, oh. <laughs> right? Take the guts out of it. That's why I say, like, find a broken one. You don't want to do yeah. this to a good one because that's classic. Oh, right. And then replace the guts with an actual computer motherboard. Mm-hmm. Like that. Looks right. like it would be about the right size for an NES. That would mm-hmm. be amazing. Can you imagine? So then you got your <laughs> NES and then you convert it to a USB controller or something. Put a USB port in the front. and That would be neat. I, I would like that. Although I'm noticing at the top there of that, um, it says exclusive to Maplin in the UK. Hey, now. So we have to actually order this through Roy W. Nash. Yeah. So Roy is taking orders. I will take 10. <laughs> Let's just see how much they actually cost. Yeah. Shipping to Canada would be brutal. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Thanks for sharing. I posted that in the chat room. I will put a link for you in the show notes for episode number 363. Mm-hmm. Time does fly by. Hey, chat room. Nobody called us, by the way. Call us. We have a phone specifically so you can call us. Call us. We're lonely. 2545 Cat5TV. We're actually out of time, but I'm just giving you a hard time. Yes. Get over to studio.cat... Uh, no, pardon me. Category 5. No, what am I... Cat5.tv slash studio. <laughs> Can't remember your own day. website? Uh, well, that's one of them. About a million of them. It's been, but at, I mean, I'll, to be fair to me, cat5.tv slash studio, I've been there all hours. Right. Today I actually took the night off at the studio. I was this close because there's so much work to be done before the weekend. I was this close to saying we need to pre record something and just put it up because there's no, I just didn't even know if I could make it today. Right. It's that busy at the studio. We're sanding, um, getting the drywall up, doing coats, getting ready to prime, getting ready to paint. It's so exciting. Can't wait to take you there. And uh, you can get over to cat5.tv slash studio to find out all that we're doing. Check it out. Please help support the project as well. Uh, and thank you to those who have already and continue to do so. So it's all the time that we have, practically, folks. Yes. Just a few seconds to give shouts out in the chat room. I see uh, Ryan five twelve. Nice to see a DJ Quad as well. And I mentioned uh, it, it kind of flew by, but Pete forty eight six two nine hasn't been on IRC for quite some time. So being into our chat room here, which is hosted on an IRC server, Freenode, uh, kind of takes takes them back. And I gotta say, it is a little bit old school. I had to retrain myself on all these old IRC commands from the '90s. Oh boy! Uh, when I kind of took over, so and I'm still kind of relearning here, Pete. So, uh, yeah, totally takes us back. But it's still exactly like it was. Yep. Still awesome. Still reliable. Still works really, really well. So, Freenode. And we are category five that's our chat room or you can just get there through our website which is cool we've got a web based chat room as well that you can just bring it up on our interact menu you see the chat room there and you can join us at any time 
participate in contests and things like that. Very cool. Kelsey, it's always nice to see you. See you Appreciate you coming uh, to the show tonight, and and uh, I, I'm excited about Studio D. I think yes. probably, and, and I talk a lot about Studio D because it's <laughs> really my whole life when I'm not working, it's revolving around Studio D right now. And those those of you who have been following it know. Uh, I think the next time that you come to the show, you'll probably be in Studio D. I'll probably be in Studio D. Isn't yeah. that unreal, folks? That's that's crazy. It's unreal. It's exciting. So. We gotta go. Yes. I gotta go do some sanding. So, oh boy, that was fun. Have a great night. I'm enjoying it. I'm learning a lot. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. See ya. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category Five TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.